Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. The power of selflessness. And when you think about, you know, we all get involved in our own lives, and rightly so, right? We got a lot going on. We got family, we got friends, we got everything else happening. But let's let's dig a little bit deeper because Richard Louis is joining us now. He is the uh, NBC uh, reporter, MSNBC anchor, uh, American journalist. Uh, he has been all around the world and, and really uh, working hard uh, as a journalist for two decades now, uh, quite a, a very well-known commodity in the U.S. And he, uh, seven years ago, he had an event happen in his own family that caused him to look at life and to look at this idea of giving back. And he's written a book called Enough About Me, The Unexpected Power of Selflessness. I want to welcome to the show Richard Loy from NBC and MSNBC. Good to see you again, Richard. How are you doing? Hey, Glenn. Fantastic. Last time we got together was uh, on a friendly island state, I believe. <laughs> we happened to cross paths in an airport uh, lobby, airport uh, lounge. Where were we? Were we in, uh, in Thailand or... Hmm. I think it was Saigon. Saigon, yes, right in Vietnam. Yeah, about, what, two, three years ago. <laughs> it's a small world. That's right. It's a small world. But it great, is a small world. Great to see you, Richard. And, and you know, your new book that's out and this topic, um, first of all, take us back to the story seven years ago and, and the, the thing that happened in your family that really kind of started this whole journey. Yeah, it's, it's a very uh, – enough about me is a, is, a, is, not, is a pretty interesting title because it really is saying – you know, let's stop thinking about ourselves. And I think the first thing that happened to me, Glenn, was when my father was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and uh, then began that question for myself. I knew where it was going to go. It was going to go year after year. He needed more help. But as a news anchor, this is something you understand well as a journalist, is that there's no such thing as a, you know, part-time job. It's eight days a week, 25 hours uh, a day. But I wanted to take care of my dad because, you know, he would have done the same for me. He had taken care of me throughout thick and thin as I was growing up. So I decided that I would start flying from New York to California two or three times uh, a week and asked my boss, to see if I could uh, do something. I actually thought I was going to lose my job, but she was so kind. And she said instead, you know, I'm taking care of my mom in uh, in Florida, Mm. which is about, you know, a a two hour flight. Mine, however, was 10 hours door to door. But she said, well, we'll let you work part time, Richard. So that began that idea of selflessness because, you know, losing my career was real. And I was actually face to face with with deciding to do that. And and as you dove dove into this topic, Richard, you know you expanded it out more to just beyond yourself. And look, we know people in the media. We have a fair we have a fair amount of of self uh, interest, right? You know, we think about yeah. uh, uh, what we're doing on TV or radio or in the media on camera or off camera. So you know, this is a very personal business to to many of us. But but you expanded this and extrapolated this across American culture and American society and looking at. You know, people that were becoming more selfish and inwardly looking. Of course, we've we've just seen four years of the U.S. turning in and looking at itself more than looking outward, as a, as one example. But how, how did you make that shift into a bigger topic, a bigger story? You know, as we were digging into it, just because uh, you know I spent 15 years in business as a, as a strategy consultant, I'm always thinking of the quantitative and qualitative. So moving to the qualitative was kind of coming out of my heart. The quantitative was looking at the studies. And so we had two researchers looking at what is this 
selfish thing. And, w- and what we found is that we were living through and are living through a viral pandemic. We were living through a racial pandemic as we saw uh, many protests and, and people of color being shot and killed. Uh, and then we realized we're living through a selfish pandemic. The idea that it was all about ourselves looking outwards. Why do we see people of different classes and a different race of different genders as being so different than ourselves and being unable to hug them instead of hitting them or killing them or calling them names? And it was because we had reached the ultimate peak of what a, what the, what the selfie time might be, right? We have always focused on ourselves and that that was uh, manifesting itself in every part of our culture. The, in the United States, this is why we have hate crimes at a 20-year at a high. This mm-hmm. is why when you look at book analyses of give words versus get words, mm-hmm. basically selfish versus selfless words, we've seen that in analysis over 300 years of books, we're using selfish words more than ever is in that our right? books. Huh. Yes. And what are, what are the what is what are the selfish words that that come up most often? I, <laughs> yeah, <of> me, <laughs> and, and we 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 dug into the analysis of State of the Union. So it's when the president addresses the Congress every year, and we filtered it out. Just about every modern president, except for Jimmy Carter, used the word "I" and "me" at very very high rates, mm-hmm. very high rates. So it's it it is a problem of the I think. The me, the I. Yeah. We're speaking with American journalist, uh, news anchor for MSNBC and NBC News, Richard Lee. Uh, his new book, Enough About Me, The Unexpected Power of Selflessness, uh, started back when his father was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Many of us, uh, my mom as well has dementia, and uh, although mm. we have her in a facility, uh, my brothers are awesome about going to visit her in Texas and Dallas and, and, and really keeping a close contact with her. But so many families here in Singapore are caregivers to uh, family members, whether they're young or old. Right. And when we look about when we, when we look into your book, I, th- I think you offer some you offer some ideas, some strategies on yeah. uh, how to approach this idea of being more selfless, more giving. Give us some of the top line uh, things that you talk about in the book on that. One idea that it doesn't have to be of these grand gestures, gargantuan things that you might think selflessness is. It's, it's not like you are out saving lives, per se, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You, you instead could be doing little things every day and, and developing muscle memory. And those little things that are we, we make a conscious choice every 15 minutes. And when we go through these conscious choices for that moment, think of what if it's not about me? I want to go get a sandwich. Well, should I get a sandwich for one of my fellow colleagues? If I'm going to get a, if I'm, oh, should I go get a coffee now? Do I buy a coffee for the person behind me? All these opportunities and build up the ability, a muscle memory, a muscle set so that when something big might happen, you're ready to, to leap. A great example in Singapore and all throughout Australasia and all throughout the world it is when we had all these healthcare workers in hospitals show up the next day. Yeah. You know, I lived through SARS in Singapore, like you and many others, and that was a difficult time. And the healthcare workers still showed up. And during COVID, they still showed up. And the reason being is they built up muscle memory 
every day by being healthcare workers, right? They were being selfless every day in small ways. So when this huge gargantuan thing came in, they showed up as heroes, as care heroes. And so muscle memory is very important. Do the little things every day. Because we, we, we did a study and we, we ascertained that most of us think when we use the word selfless, we think it's like this huge Mother Teresa thing. Mm. It really is not. It's a lot of little things. And guess what? Since we're on Money FM 89.3, <laughs> there is actually a payoff. And one of the payoffs is that it, we were looking at Harvard. You will make 33% more as a selfless professional than as a selfless, a selfish professional. Mm, mm. About 10,000 U.S. on average, but 33% on average. And why is that? What, why, where where it, does that come from? It is, if you will, the ability to look at your team, to understand how to help your team, increase uh, collaboration, and, and also efficiency and productivity. If you're only looking within, yeah. then you're, only, you're very short-sighted. What does it do for us? So we're speaking with Richard Loy, the uh, MSNBC and NBC News anchor, about selflessness. What does it do for us personally? Is there any research that shows that it helps us individually to lead a, a better, healthier, happier life if we are, if we are yes. outward looking? Just to give you the numbers straight away, you'll live two to five years longer. Uh, you also look better. <laughs> we, we had fun with this. We, we put out a survey. It was I used the researcher put this out. Yeah. We put out three pictures, all the same, of me. Okay. And there's a description of of selfless Richard and selfish Richard <laughs> on the ends, and the one in the middle. Guess what? And I don't know if any of us want to know this, but they we asked them to rate the selfless Richard and the selfish Richard. Sure. And I came out from one to ten. Out of ten, selfless Richard was a seven point one. I'm really good like that. A seven one. But the selfish Richard yeah. came in at a six point three. Bottom line, I'm just saying that you live longer. You yeah. appear to be more attractive as well, which tells you that when we're thinking about living selflessly, it is everything. Everything it encompasses inside and outside. This idea of, of selflessness, I think, I think people, I think we, we get it, right? A lot of people volunteer. Um, we've done, uh, here in Singapore, we have focused a great deal on our frontline workers during COVID and others who are out helping and, and many volunteers around town as well. And, and, and so I think we understand that. And when we look at, at pathways forward, you mentioned doing those little things. You know, I, I heard about this trend in the U.S. and it's been a little done a little bit here in Singapore, where people are paying for the person behind them. You know, when they go through the drive-through at a at a McDonald's or whatever, and you know, taking care of That's their right. tab for them. You know, little things like that. And when when we look at at selflessness versus gratefulness, or not versus, but in addition to gratefulness, how do those two play together? And and how does that yeah how does that work together for this? Gratitude. Gratitude is sort of like the master's degree of selflessness. Hmm. If once we understand the the basics, the foundations, the fundamentals of selflessness, and we, we exercise that every day, and there's lots of other ways we could discuss and we want to dig into, but being able then to appreciate another individual's efforts to help you or to help others or just to do things is an important part of being selfless. Mm. It doesn't seem like they're of the same 
they're, they're certainly not the same words, but you can see how it's the other the other hand. And, and that's why gratitude apps are, are very popular right now. So if you if you you can you can there's about three or four of them. Gratitude is one of them. And I used it for about a month or two. And I found that it was very I mean, when you use gratitude apps, the hmm. same sort of effects about doing selfless things yeah. come into effect in our lives. We're talking about happiness. We're talking about the issues, longevity, the, the burdens that we feel. And, and they're very what's good about these gratitude apps are doing gratitude letters is that you, you have this euphoria, the, the oxytocin effect, the, the helper's high effect. There's something called a gratitude letter. You write a letter to somebody that you are absolutely grateful for. You've never told them that. You write it. It's one page. Yeah. And then you read it to them. And the studies show you have the helper's high, if you will, the gratitude high where you you feel like you are able to appreciate somebody and feel good about that for a month. Hmm. Now, I challenge folks to try the gratitude app, try the gratitude letter. I wrote one for my father, and you know, it was extremely, extremely helpful. Uh, it's interesting. Mike Ang is one of our regular uh, viewers on Facebook Live, and he's just uh, weighed in. Your mental state improves with selflessness because of the burden of guilt, perhaps, is absent from or or lessened yeah you know uh guilt and, and this is the, the 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 book does not approach it that way in terms of you should do this because of guilt you should do it because you, you're developing a muscle of you know that it is not sacrifice mm. all the time my point and in, in the way that we look there's a group of 10 of us that put this book together is that it's not one plus one equals two right you don't rob Peter to pay Paul is what I'm saying. Yeah. Instead, most of the time, and at the end of the day, one plus one equals three. And I think when we assess doing something for others as, oh, well, I have to spend my money. I have to take my time. And that is a selfish approach mm. to what you're thinking of concern to do for somebody else. And yet it, it is sacrifice at some point. And it has been for me, for my father, for instance, do I give up my career, right? Do I make less money? Do I get more tired? Do I spend 10 hours one way flying from New York mm. to San Francisco three times a week? That's 20 hours, yeah. uh, 60 hours a month. And what I've now eight years later, Glenn, I, I got to tell you, it's one plus one equals three. Hmm. At the time, it was a sacrifice, but... I now have the vision and an understanding, you know, I, I just finished a movie on student caregivers. Yeah, I wanted to talk with you kids. about uh, talk with you about that because yeah. it's, it's, you're, you're looking to possibly uh, put it into Oscar contention as well, right? Uh, tell, tell us about that, about that movie. No, it, it's called Sky Blossom, mm. and it, it focused on five children, uh, five students, age 11 to 26, all across the country. And they're caring for their father or grandfather with a disability, missing two legs, uh, a fused arm, Alzheimer's, dementia, kidney disease, you name it. Yeah. And what we wanted to show is how amazing some of these students are that are taking care of another person, a family member, and how selfless they are. 
because there's a couple things going on right now. Number one, there's a selfish pandemic, which I was focusing on earlier. It's cool to be talking about yourself is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. And when, when, when you and I were young, way back when, right, it, it was, we were the ones that everybody said were being selfish and we were aimless, right? We were, we, 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 we were accused of that. So the Gen, Gen Y and Z also accused of that. But here in this movie, you see the very opposite, giving medicine, helping to walk, defending their parent who's being made fun of in the street. And so that was the purpose of the movie, to hold up those students that are you know, taking care of a parent with disability and still going to school. It's already tough enough growing up going to school, as you know, being a parent. You know, you're raising a teenager, and as, as as she's going through her cycles, it's it's very tough to balance that. But imagine on top of that, she is taking care of somebody who has major disabilities yeah. and still being heroic about it. When when will that uh, when will that be out, Richard, and available to see? Will be in, in the U.S. It will be launching nationally. It'll be broadcast in May. Mm-hmm. It'll also be on Peacock, which I don't know if that's available uh, in Asia, but. The, uh, like Netflix, but it's called Peacock, yeah. and it'll be streaming also in May. Yeah. So that's the month, yep. And what's the name of that again? Sky Blossom. Sky Blossom. Okay, we'll keep an eye out for that. Sometimes, depending on rights issues and different things, uh, we get certain Peacock programs, but not others. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see uh, if, if that comes our way or not. But, you know, I, 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 can't, I, I can't go to the end of this interview without asking you a question about news coverage, because this in many ways, you know, you've been in the business 30 years, you've won an Emmy, a Peabody, you've, you've been played at the highest level of news. And one of the raps that news always gets is the fact that everything is negative, right? If it bleeds, it leads. And, it, and news in many ways has brought our collective psyche to a more negative space and a selfish space rather than a more giving space. Um, how, how do you look at that in terms of the work you do and, and the work that you see being done by others in professional journalism? The difficulty in my breaking news coverage is it tends to be mass murders. It, it will be uh, terrorist attacks, you know, like when I was in France, uh, whether it's uh, racial strife in the streets of, of the United States. Yeah. And you see them repeated and repeated and repeated. Unfortunately, I would say to you, Glenn, is that if, if we were having a mass shooting, it's something that I feel comfortable in covering. I don't mean comfortable because I like the topic. I mean, because I've covered so many, there's a certain comfort in knowing wh- what questions to ask, right? Just like when it comes to, to business for you, you can you know exactly which questions to ask. And so when we think of the increase in the number of those kinds of stories, it has been pretty tough for a, a, a lot of us journalists. But I, But I think that I always remember that 60 to 70 journalists around the world are killed every year. And those journalists are dying for the idea of freedom of the press and free speech. And I always feel very humbled by their sacrifice each and every year. And that I am really, really lucky to do my darndest to tell stories, whether they're positive or negative, And in the arc of a story, as you know, being a journalist, is that there's a time for every beat. There's a Mm -hmm. cadence to the song of a story. And I immediately somehow look for the heroes. And they they are selfless heroes. 
these people of the uh, of the news that you said, if it bleeds, it leads. These mass murderers, these terrorists, terrorists that are blowing up college agers and high schoolers and shooting them. You know, they're selfish. Mm-hmm. They are absolutely selfish to the at the very purest, most evil way because they want their name out there. They, they It's their view. So they're going to take 25 lives. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when they're elementary school students, when I was sitting in this building, I'm at 30 Rock right now. And I remember sitting on the set and then I got the news just before I got off air because I was covering it for three hours. That indeed in Newtown, there were 20 plus elementary school kids that were killed. Mm-hmm. And that sadness that hits all of us when we hear that yeah. is deafening. Mm-hmm. And it angers you, but it angers you to, to, to be able to understand that shooter was selfish to the ultimate degree. And so on the flip side, this is why I think the idea of selflessness is so important to underline. It, it can be a little hokey. It can be a little bit, you know, large. I know it, it's not like, hey, Glenn, good to see you. Want to go have a coffee? Hey, let me tell you about selflessness. No, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it can be a little bit of a gap. But you understand yeah. that after covering all of these stories, the antidote to it are people that are selfless. And in all of these, these mm, tragedies mm. that I've had to cover, there have been selfless heroes that have stood up. And it ha- you have to tell their story because they're the ones that are, par- are the heroes of the story, not the people who did all the killing. And that's why, you know, saying the name of these killers and these terrorists, very careful with that because they're so selfish, they want yeah. to see their name up there. They want to see their picture there up there. They want their, their story of whatever they came from or whatever they wanted to do to be up front. And our job, as you know, is not to give them that because that encourages them. Instead, mm. we need to talk about the people that were the heroes of the day. And that's, you know, I could, I, could, I write about one in the book that is absolutely inspiring. His name is Peter Wong. And he, he was at... Uh, he was at he was at a high school here in the United States, and as everybody was running away from the shooter at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, guess what he did? He held the door open because it was one of those auto shut doors, mm. so people could run by. Mm. But he got killed. Mm-hmm. The bullets meant for them killed him, and he wow. was 15 years old. Wow. Yeah, that's un- that's unbelievable. So many so many stories. Uh, the the book is called "Enough About Me: The Unexpected Power of Selflessness." A- and where where can people find the book? The book will release on March twenty third, and uh, in all your your local bookstores, as we like to say. And so it it is. It will also have audio, ebooks, uh, so Audible as well as Kindle mm. uh, and CD. Yep. And one of our Facebook Live uh, friends, LL Tan, just, uh, just weighed in. Kudos to a caregiver who draws positive lessons from the experience and being able to share it as well. So uh, thanks to you, uh, Richard Louis, American journalist, news anchor for MSNBC and NBC News. Uh, dear friend, thank you for being with us today and sharing this story. We look forward to seeing the book when it comes out. And formerly of Channel News Asia. And formerly of Channel News Asia, yes, Singapore resident as well, and CNN, and many I others. I forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, Richard. Have a great night. All right. You too, too. <laughs> to listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg 
or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.